0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Unconventional Gal, Forging Your Own Path. I am alone this week, back to just little old me. I hope you guys liked my last episode with Amanda. I haven't gotten much feedback. Um, The unfortunate part of podcasting is that it's not like social media where you get instant feedback of comments and messages and things like that. So... Um, yeah, if you liked the episode, if you hated the episode, if you never want us to do another Pandora's box of topics, please send me a message via social media or an email or a text. All of my contact information is in the show notes, but if you want to follow me on my socials or submit to future podcasts, I usually say this in the middle of the podcast, but if you want to submit questions or stories, follow me on my socials. I am at the cherry thecherrydollface on Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me there. I just got up to take my medication that I forgot to take, and now I'm out of breath. <laughs> That's how out of shape I am. Or maybe I'm just not used to having a house that is bigger. I We are actually doing, we're demoing our downstairs bathroom. So bear with me with my first world problems here. We have three full bathrooms with shower and toilet Two of them are upstairs. One is in our bedroom and one is downstairs. And the downstairs one, we were having some issues with the toilet. And then we were like, well, maybe we should replace this and maybe we should paint. So we literally stripped the whole room down to nothing. There's no toilet. There's no sink. There's nothing in there. Because of that, I'm not inclined to go to the bathroom in a hole in the floor. So I've been having to run upstairs every time I have to pee. I also drink water like... I'm dying of thirst, and I pee like I have the bladder of a fruit fly. So I am getting so much exercise running up and down our stairs. We also have a spiral staircase. So running up a spiral staircase is actually not super easy on the knees, and it's making me feel old and out of shape. So thank you for bearing with my first world problems there. (laughs) Today, I am talking about... Hosting girls nights. I think I have on my future record list um, doing a podcast about friendships and making friends. I think, I don't think I've done it before. I'm starting to get to the point in podcasting that I've done so many podcasts that I can't remember what I've talked about (laughs) previously. The other thing too is sometimes I have specific themes in my podcast, but then being me, I veer off from the topic and then I talk about things that I once again talk about in future podcasts. So if that has happened, my apologies. So today I'm going to be pretty specific in talking about girls nights specifically, hosting girls nights specifically. So when I was young, I did not have many girlfriends. By young, I mean like teenage, early 20s. I was, you know, into a type of subculture in the punk scene and all of that where there just weren't a lot of girls around and there was this weird attitude of like, I don't get along with girls. Girls don't understand me. Like girls are superficial and lame and giggle and I don't know. I don't know why I didn't want to be friends with girls, but I didn't. And then when I still lived in Portland, probably getting into my mid 20s. Of course, Gardner just started. Anyway, so going into my early to mid-20s, I started kind of like longing for female friendships. I had a best friend, Caitlin, and I think finally finding a girl that like got me that wasn't into pop culture and like going to the mall and talking about hair and... (sighs) it was just such a different dynamic. She was really sarcastic and not overly sensitive. And just like all the things that I always thought girls were, she was not. And I think in finding that friendship, it made me crave more of that. Guys are great and I love and value all of my male friends, but there's just such a different dynamic in female friendships. So when I was living in Portland, I kind of started, you know, organizing girls' nights, like, let's go to a drag show or let's meet for dinner and then go to a, you know, a show, like, see a band play, and so I kind of started getting the bug then, and I also loved hosting parties. I definitely lived in the party house where we would, you know, we would have themed parties, but it was a punk house, so it was, like, not very upscale, (laughs) like we had a party that was a, it was a diaper party. So essentially everyone that came had to wear an adult diaper. And this sounds so bad. First of all, let me first preface this with saying that I myself did not wear a diaper, but I was fully in support of all of the guys wearing diapers because I thought it was really funny. So I lived with two male roommates and they actually locked the bathroom doors. So all the dudes that showed up in diapers, they were like forcing them to use them, which like most guys will just, pull the diaper down and go pee outside. I don't remember there being any girls at this party that wore a diaper. Honestly, I don't really remember there being any girls. There was a random neighbor of ours that just happened to be walking by and he ended up coming in. He was like, we were in our early twenties. I think I was like 20. Our neighbor had to have been in his sixties. He threw on a diaper and grabbed a beer and like hung out with us. It was So random. But anyways, these kind of gross punk-themed parties turned into me wanting to kind of host parties and make them more girl-centric. So when I was 26, I moved to L.A. and I had a girlfriend, one girlfriend that lived here. She had actually been a friend that I knew in high school. She had lived down here for a couple years And she also didn't have very many female friends. She had one female friend, Stephanie, who is now one of my good friends. She's done my hair for a million years. You guys have probably seen her all over my page. But she was like the first LA friend that I met. And so because I didn't... So in Portland, I had just a solid group of girls that all kind of came from the same group of friends, whether they came in from, you know, dating guys I was friends with, or I met them at a show or whatever. We were all kind of in the same thing. It all made sense. And we were all friends with each other outside of the group. But when I moved to LA, I realized that finding groups like that is really rare. One, because people move in and out of LA so often, and also because LA is so spread out. And also because subculture is so divided in LA. So like in Portland, everyone that was into something different, were all friends with each other. So like the rockabillies and the punks and the skinheads and the metalhead guys and the skaters and the stoners, like we all were just friends because there weren't that many of us. So we kind of like conglomerated together. Whereas in LA, it's this weird, like there's so much separation. There's like the swing dance rockabilly people, the jive rockabilly people, the psychobilly people, Like there's so many subdivisions, even within swing dancing, there's the Lindy Hoppers and then there's the East Coast Swing and there's the, it blows my mind. There's so many subdivisions in subculture in this city. So I kind of realized that if I wanted to get a group of friends together, I needed to just bring everyone together. So I started making girlfriends slowly. Luckily, doing the pinup modeling thing, I met a lot of girls doing that which was really cool, like other models or makeup artists or photographers or whatever. So, you know, started building friendships on social media and then, you know, friends of guys that I dated or clients, like people that booked hair and makeup with me. I've also become friends with clients that have come and had facials in my studio. My friend Carly, who is going to be doing a podcast with me in a couple of weeks about horror movies, she actually was just a client. She came in to get a facial and then I really liked her and was like, Hey, be my friend. Also, (laughs) I remember when I first moved to LA, maybe it wasn't when I first moved here, but I'd only been here for a couple of years and I was still kind of trying to like create a a girl crew. And at this point I was starting to host girls nights and I was just very much of the, like the more the merrier. And so I was like, you know what, when I meet cool chicks, I'm just going to like make them be my friend. So I was at Torrid I don't remember why I was there. I think I was buying a gift for someone. And the girl who was like the the girl behind the counter, the girl that rang me up, she was so cute. She was like, I think she had like little Betty bangs and she had black hair and a couple tattoos. And I was like, oh, you seem really cool. We were like joking with each other. And so I was like, I don't know if this is weird, but I'm always looking for like cool chicks to hang out with. So if you're ever interested in like a lady date and I gave her, I think I gave her my social media. I can't remember what information I gave her. Needless to say, I never heard from her again, again a day in my life. But you know what? I did it. I put myself out there. And what did I lose? Absolutely nothing. I gained a fun story to tell on my podcast. So I think that's the thing is, you know, if you want to make friends, you have to put yourself out there. You have to be vulnerable. You have to know that sometimes you're going to feel stupid or sometimes you're going to be rejected. It's just like dating, but less. I think the stakes are, are lower than with dating. I just have this need to to make everyone be friends with everyone. I actually had a friend of mine. We were, I think it was at her bachelorette party. And I said something about myself. Like, I always wonder, you know, how I come off to other people. And she was like, you know, I really appreciate that you always are inclusive with everyone and you invite everyone to girls' nights and you're so welcoming and that just like, it made me feel so good. That's always been my goal is just, I wanna bring everyone together. I don't want any woman to feel lonely. I don't want any woman to feel like she doesn't have friends or she doesn't have like a crew. Like if you don't have a crew, my crew will be your crew. And that's the thing too. I always tell people, girls, you know, someone I meet randomly that is, I'm inviting to a girls' night for the first time. I'm like, I'm not friends with assholes. So I promise you, if you come to my girls' night, all my friends are super nice and you're going to feel welcome. And most of my friends were that lonely friend at one point, not lonely, but like the lone, the lone friend, the one person that showed up into a group of people that they assumed were already, you know, close. But that's the other thing too, is like, even when I have girls nights, a lot of the time my girlfriends end up being friends and hanging out outside of my girls nights, which I think is great. But sometimes like My friends stay very separate and they, you know, they see each other at girls' nights and it's like, oh my God, hey, Karen, hey, Heidi, like haven't seen you in a while, but they don't hang out outside of my events at all, but they're friends inside of my things. So I think that's cool too. I always felt the same when I hosted hair and makeup classes. Uh, I remember I did a class in Birmingham in England and I really wanted to go to the Cadbury Chocolate Factory. That's where the Cadbury chocolate is made in the UK. And you can tour the factory and they give you samples and it, you know, it's like freaking Willy Wonka. It's amazing. But I was like, I don't really want to do this alone. Like this seems like something that would be fun with people. So I literally sent an email to every girl in my class. There was like twenty people coming to my class. And I was like, Hey, anyone that wants to come before the class and tour the factory and get lunch and then like we'll do the class. It might have actually been a different day. I think it was the day before my class. It doesn't matter. I ended up, I think like 18 of the 20 girls were like, we're in. So we mobbed that place. It was just a bunch of hot pinup babes just cruising through the Cadbury chocolate factory. And afterward, we went to a pub for lunch and I got up to go to the bathroom. And when I came back, all of the girls were sitting around the table on their phones, not talking to each other. And I was like, hey, What's going on? Like, why are you guys being antisocial? And they were like, no, no, no. We're exchanging social media so we can all be friends. And then when I went back to Birmingham, maybe two years later, a couple of the girls came, you know, to my shoots or my things. And they said that most of that group of girls still hung out and went to events and went to shows and, like, you know, did things together. And they none of them knew each other before my class. So I feel like the Pied Piper of bringing Babes together, minus the like falling to their doom. I don't remember exactly what the Pied Piper did. I feel like he led kids to like a cliff or something. It was very dark. So maybe I don't do that part, but I lead you all to friendships with (laughs) each other. The other thing that's funny is I definitely have friends that get weird when they introduce friends to each other and then those friends hang out outside of them. So like, Let's say I'm just going to make up names here. And if they happen to be names of my friends, that's not the friends I'm talking about. So let's say Jenny introduces Susan and Annie to each other. And then Susan and Annie are like, oh my God, you're so cool. Or like, you live really close to me. Or hey, we both have kids. And then they go hang out without Jenny. And then Jenny gets mad because like, you can only be friends with me too, I'm like, not even kidding. I have friends that are like this that get like weird and competitive about friends being friends outside of who introduced them. I am of the mind of like, be friends, do your thing. If you guys become best friends away from me, that's cool. I have a best friend. I know that I'm never going to introduce my best friend to anyone. And then they're going to be best friends instead, because that's why she's my best friend. Caitlin would never cheat on me, Ever she knows better. <laughs> but that's the thing is like, you shouldn't be competitive with friends and with friendships because everyone is going to have different things in common. Everyone's going to click in different ways. Like I definitely have a, a group of girlfriends that like, we're all in a text group. We text almost every day, sometimes about serious stuff. Sometimes like, oh my God, this guy at this tattoo shop I work at got the stupidest tattoo. Let me tell you all about it. What we talk about ranges But in within that group, like there's two girls that I'm very close to that I talk to almost every day. And also those two girls I'm friends with kind of separately from each other. Then there's like a couple girls in the group that like, are fine. I probably wouldn't be friends with outside of the group, but like, are still cool. And then like all the ones in between are like, they're great. And like, when we get together for group stuff, it's cool. But like, We don't really hang out outside of the group either. But just having this like little text girl group is like just a way to kind of like, I don't know, stay connected with other females. Like you don't have to be best friends with every person you're friends with. And you can also be loosely friends with people and still have gatherings and bring the masses together. Just don't compete with each other. It's stupid. So when I started kind of making this group of friends or a group of girlfriends or started making friends with lots of girls, I started hosting girls nights. So for a long time, I lived in apartments. And especially when I lived in Hollywood, it was really hard to find parking. So I would try to host girls nights and it was really difficult because no one could find parking. And I lived in a really small apartment and we couldn't be loud because I shared walls and blah, blah, blah. Well, when I moved to Burbank, I got a house. And when I had a house, it was like, oh my God, there's like plenty of parking. There's plenty of space. Like I can spread out all the food. And so I started having girls' nights. But then I realized that when I just was like, hey, come over for a night of drinking and food, I didn't get as many people to come over as when I was like, hey, I have a theme. There's a point to this girls' night. So I started coming up with themes. So the very first girls night I did was cheese and wine night Cheese and wine. That was it. That was the theme bring a bottle of wine bring your favorite like slab of cheese and It was a smashing success. Everybody loved it. So then I started doing movie nights So not just like let's watch a movie but like let's watch a movie And the whole night is going to be themed around the movie so I would decorate the house everyone would dress up we would bring themed food like i would tell everyone bring something but it has to be on theme so i think the first movie night i did was the craft and it was funny because i kept telling people yeah we're having a craft night we're having a craft night so everyone thought we were like going to like be making stuff like doing crafts and i was like no like we're having a the craft night like the movie and it was so much fun everybody dressed up like all the witches and like we looked really cool let me tell you like that group picture from that night was still one of my favorite group pictures Everyone brought snacks that were on theme. I made little pentagram cookies and like made the house look all witchy and it was super fun. So then I did a drag night, drag movie night. So we watched Priscilla Queen of the Desert and Tu Wong Fu and I don't think anyone really dressed draggy, but we all wore like, you know, colorful, fun things and I put like feather boas all over my house and sparkly stuff and the food was all themed And then I think I did a clueless night. I think that was the last movie night that I did. The only thing with doing the themed movie nights was that it started to get expensive because I had to have like decorations and props and like all of these things for each movie night. But it was still something that I thought was super fun and something that a crafty person, not the crafty, but a crafty person could really do if you were better at balling on a budget than I am. Once I kind of realized that movie nights were breaking the bank, I started hosting game nights and game nights were super fun because the only problem with movie nights was you can't talk. I mean, you can talk, but especially if it's a movie that somebody in the crowd hasn't seen. So like The Craft, I think there was like 15 people there. My one friend Jada had never seen The Craft before. She's 10 years younger than me, almost exactly. And so she was like actually trying to watch the movie. But you know, some of us that have seen it, like talk through certain parts or quote certain parts. So that was the only problem with movie night, was like it didn't allow for socialization. So game nights were a really good way to like loosen people up. I just realized my air conditioner was on upstairs in the background through all of that. So if you heard any noise, that's what it was. Podcasting is hard, you guys. Anyways, so back to game nights. Game nights can get expensive too. Because buying games can be expensive. But there were two games that we always played that were free. So one is called Heads Up. I think that's what it's called. It's an app you can download on your phone. So you literally put the phone up on your forehead and it says... A name or a thing. Say it says Abraham Lincoln and everybody that's looking at you has to like give you clues without saying the name and then you guess. And if you guess right, you put the phone up and it says correct. And if you guess wrong, you put the phone down and then it goes to the next one. And then whoever has the most at the end of the round wins. It's super fun. I played it once, actually not a girl's night, but at a barbecue. We hosted a barbecue and there was like 40 people at this barbecue. We thought Heads Up was a great idea. It wasn't, but I remember it was long before Donald Trump was president. Oh, the other thing about Heads Up that's really funny is that it actually films the people. So after you're done with the round, you can see what people are doing and it's really funny. So anyways, so we were playing Heads Up and Donald Trump came on and there's 40 people shouting at me, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. It was so aggressive so that's a really good one the other game that I really love I call it the paper pass game I have no idea who came up with this where it came from how I even discovered it but basically you take a just a plain white piece of paper and everybody writes at the top of the piece of paper everyone has their own paper everyone writes a sentence it can be anything it can be a movie quote it can be like I like to floss my butt with cheese who knows you can write any sentence you want then you pass it to the person to your right And that person takes the sentence and they draw a picture that represents the sentence underneath it. When they're done with the picture, they fold the sentence under. So all the next person sees is the picture and then they pass to their right. So the person that sees the picture writes a sentence describing the picture and then folds the picture under so all the next person sees is a sentence and you do this over and over and over until you basically you get to the bottom of the piece of paper and then at the end you open the whole thing up and you read sentence picture sentence picture and everyone laughs and it like you will pee yourself laughing sometimes so what we would do we would open it up and we would read the first sentence and the last sentence and then we would show everyone like how it got there basically it's like a piece of paper game of telephone and it's very funny and it is free the one thing I would not suggest especially if you're like me and you bring a bunch of people together that don't know each other sometimes like adult board games are very much like who's the most likely to do this and when everybody doesn't know each other those can be really awkward so because I have a good social media following and I get a ton of free stuff from companies we call it PR I started kind of like hoarding all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? I have more makeup and hair stuff and clothes and accessories and stuff like this than I could ever use in a lifetime. So I didn't want to get rid of it. I didn't want to just donate it. But I I found swap nights, basically. I found a, a page that showed you how to do a swap night. So I kind of made my own swap night around this. So basically what a swap night is, is everyone brings stuff that they don't want anymore. It can be new. It can be gently used. It can be anything. It can be makeup, kitchen stuff, clothes, accessories, stickers, home stuff, whatever food. Sometimes I'm like, Ooh, I didn't like these jelly beans. I'll put them in swap night, (laughs) like whatever it is. So everyone brings something. I usually tell everyone, keep it to like a laundry basket. Not so much now I have a a bigger house now, but when I lived in a smaller house, I would limit it to eight to 10 girls and everyone only bring a laundry basket. Otherwise there was just like way too much stuff for my place to accommodate. So the way I did it was when everyone showed up, I would organize everything by type of thing so that it would be easier to kind of look for what you wanted. So in my bedroom, all the clothes, shoes, accessories, everything like clothing, accessories, belts, bags, that kind of thing would go in my bedroom. And then, you know, I would organize it like on the bed is like t shirts and gym stuff. And I would have a couple hanging bars with empty hangers so people could hang dresses and fancier things. Then in the dining room, I would have tables. So I would just get foldy tables and cover them with tablecloths. And then, like, this table would be like hair care and makeup. And this table would be jewelry and ha- like hair accessories. And this table is home stuff. And this table is miscellaneous. And over here are all the books. And over here are all the records. Like, whatever. It's just, it, I just like to organize it so that. Everything made sense. I'm a, I am aii can not handle chaos. <laughs> so everyone would show up, everyone bring a snack and then set up your stuff. So I would usually say like, setup starts at seven, swap starts at eight. So everyone can come between seven and eight at whatever time they want, set up your stuff. And then at eight, everyone sits in a circle in the living room and three people get dismissed at a time. So three people get up and get to choose three things, any three things that they want. And then when you get your three things, you sit back down. And when one person sits down, then the next person goes up and gets their three things. And you do this in a circle over and over and over again. And then once it got to the point where it's like, "Mm, I'm good. Like, there's nothing else that I really want or like, you know, that I'm desperate for. Then we called it free for all. Then it's like, all right, everyone get up and like, whatever you want, just take. And then whatever was left over, I would just donate. So you can donate to whoever you want donate it to a women's shelter, donate it to Salvation Army, whatever, just make sure you're not throwing this stuff away. The other thing that I would do sometimes at the end of the night, I would pick through because like, because I was limited to eight girls, sometimes girls that wanted to come couldn't, or there were girls that like, for some reason couldn't come anyway. And let's say like there was lots of stuff left over that was an extra, extra large because it just happened that everyone there was a size small, but I knew that there were like three girls that came to swap nights that were extra large. So I would actually hold on to stuff. I'm like, this is a really good thing. I'm going to hold on to this for next swap night. And I did so many swap nights that you would start to see things recycled. Like, Hey, I donated that to swap night like a year ago. Or, you know, you see your friends like, Hey, that shirt used to be mine. Like, it became fun in that way, but it was. it's also just a really great way to purge, to get rid of stuff, to feel like it's still going to a good home and to get the girls together. So I highly suggest hosting swap nights. You can organize them any which way you want. Some people do them like outside on their front lawns. I didn't do it because I didn't want my neighbors to think I was having a garage sale or a yard sale. I just made the rules that I did. Some swap nights are also free-for-alls. I just liked the kind of three at a time just to keep things orderly and also to make sure that everyone felt like they got things for their contribution. You know, you just don't want people to feel like they've brought all this great stuff and then they got nothing in return. I also sometimes had people that would come and donate and not want anything. They're just like, like, I think my friend Amanda When she was moving, she's like, I don't want anything. I'm moving. I want to get rid of stuff. So she just brought stuff and then hung out and chatted and snacked and didn't take anything. So that's the other thing, too. And there are also times where I would have friends like, I don't really have anything to contribute. And I'd be like, you know what? There's so much stuff. Like, just come. Nobody cares. Just take what you want. You can make up the rules however you like them. So we are now going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to answer your questions and take your own stories about hosting girls' nights. All right, we are back. So please, if you have not done so yet, please leave a review and subscribe to this lovely podcast if you enjoy listening to it. The more subscribers and reviews I get, the higher I come up on the algorithm, and the more people will listen to this darn thing, which would make my little heart happy. Thank you also to everyone who has already left a review or subscribed also if you subscribe then you'll always know when there's a new episode they always come out on wednesdays i aim for every other week i don't always get them out every other week but i try also this would be a cherries confessional week but i don't have any confessionals so if anybody has a deep dark secret they want to confess please send it to me you can text or email if you want to be anonymous i'm always looking for your juicy deep dark secrets all right let's take some questions At Mila underscore Sugar Skull asks, why do girls stop having girls nights when they are married? I'm not, and I still love having them with my friends. I haven't noticed so much that girls stop coming to my girls nights when they're married, but definitely they do when they start having kids, which, duh, because time is more limited. I'm not sure why girls are less inclined to start getting together when they get married. I think there are definitely those kind of girls that feel like I've got my man. That's all I need, which there's nothing wrong with that. If that's your mentality, I need both. I need my man and I need my girls. So honestly, I don't know why this happens, but I think it's very sad. And I think even if we are married or taken or have children, it's still really important that we still have girls nights at Sandy Kumquat asked advice for making friends to invite to girls night. So I already kind of went over this one. um, when I was talking about first moving to LA and being desperate for friends, but I think just being outgoing, even if it's not in your nature, just talk to other girls. If you're at an event, if you're out with, your husband, if you're at a party, if you're at Torrid, (laughs) you know, like just talking to other women and don't be shy to pass out your phone number, to give your socials. Like there's been so many times that I've been, I don't even know, like, like I got hired to do a promo shoot for MySpace and like the makeup artist was really cool. So I was like, Hey, give me your info. Let's hang out you know, just swap info. Don't be shy. Worst case scenario, someone, you know, takes your number or gives you theirs and they ghost you and big deal. Like no skin off your back. At Jess Baron Toaldo, sorry if I butchered that, asks, what advice would you give to enjoy a girl's night without talking about our complicated relationship and complain? What activities or essentials would you advise to just enjoy and stay optimistic and cheerful? Oh, that's hard because you get a bunch of girls together and there's going to be complaining. (laughs) I don't care who you are. I think, I think the thing is, is when you're in a group of girls where you feel safe and comfortable, it's very normal to vent just to be like, oh my God, let me get, let me tell you guys about my day. Let me tell you about this. Or like, oh my God, my husband's driving me crazy. I don't think that necessarily that's complaining or being negative I think if you're just doing a girls night where everyone is just sitting around, that's going to happen. Now if you'd make a girls night where there's an, you know, an activity, like you said what activities could you do? So like a game night. Like you're much less likely to do that when you're playing games or like have all the girls go out to play laser tag or go to an arcade or you know going out and doing things or having activities like games or something to do at home or like a movie night those kind of things I think are more distracting like if you if you don't want your friends to really like talk about stuff but I also think that there's nothing wrong with people wanting or needing to talk about life stuff and to you know to vent I don't think that's necessarily negative at Kevin Mullet asks, where do you find the time to host a girl's night? I have no idea. (laughs) Honestly. So when my ex and I split up, he was very much like, I don't have any friends outside of us. Like you have so many friends and I feel so alone in, in this. And I was like, yeah, because I work on my friendships. Like friends don't just flock to me. I, I, make an effort like I invite friends to dinner or over to do podcasts or I have girls nights or like hey let's go see a movie in the cemetery actually my friend Amanda was the one that brought that all together but the point is friendships don't just happen you actually have to to work on them it's like relationships I find the time because friendships are important to me So I don't host girls' nights very often anymore because I don't have a whole lot of time, but I try at least a couple times a year. Three or four, I try to have the girls over for a swap night or, you know, a wine and cheese night or just like a hang or even like, you know, let's all go see a movie or do something like holiday themed or whatever. I just like, I really make the effort to do that. I make the effort to prioritize that in my life. Oh, This is another hard one. Duarn Bond asked, I need to have a slumber party with all my ladies. Why do we stop having slumber parties? I don't know. I tried to host a slumber party. I did actually host a slumber party years ago when I still lived in Burbank. And um, one of my friends is a dog trainer and she had dogs. So she actually had to go home, but she lived like a mile from me. So that was fine. She literally stayed till everyone was asleep. And then she came back first thing in the morning and had breakfast with us. So that was cool. I think like three girls spent the night. The thing that was hard in that house to have a slumber party was that we didn't have a spare room or a guest room and we had hardwood floors. So it was not very cozy. But I think the thing is, is the more we get into adulthood, the more we want our own space to sleep in. Like you have your bed, your, your pillow, your favorite blanket, your husband to cuddle, whatever it is. If you have kids, I think just as we become adults, the idea of a slumber party just becomes like less and less fun. But I do like doing nights away, like a staycation with girlfriends. And that essentially is just like a weekend long slumber party. But I'm with you. Bring back the slumber parties. All right, let's t- tell some stories. So the first one is actually... My friend Amanda that you guys heard last week, she wanted me to tell the story of when her car got totaled. So, <laughs> okay. So my, I have a group of girls and we call ourselves Potato Picnic. Um, one of our friends is obsessed with eating potatoes. And apparently the term potato picnic means like, if you tell a guy you're going on a potato picnic, that means he's like going to get laid. Like it's a sure thing. Don't ask me where this comes from. It's just an urban legend I have been told. So because of those two things, we named ourselves as a group Potato Picnic. We still have a text group called Potato Picnic. So one day somebody was like, hey, we should actually have a potato picnic, like a potluck where everyone brings a potato dish. So I hosted this at my house. Literally all we ate was potato stuff. So there was potato soup and twice-baked potatoes and tater tots and french fries and mashed potatoes, truffle mashed potato. I mean- This was all we had was potatoes. It was glorious. And I don't think I pooped for like a week afterwards. (laughs) So we're in the middle of our potato picnic, like sitting around gossiping. And Amanda gets a call and she's very serious. And I was like, what the hell? And she kind of leans over to me and she goes, will you come outside with me real fast? I was like, okay. Okay. Well, apparently, what happened was her car was parked a little bit down the street, and my street was not a major street, but it intersected with a major street. And she parked kind of on that corner, not on the corner, but you know, near the intersection. Well, somebody had come around the corner and hit her car so hard, her parked car, that it bounced her car off of the curb and into the street. And Cops were called. So the cops somehow tracked her down, called her, and that's who was on the phone. So we walked down. I mean, this was like not super far from my house. It was down maybe a block. No shoes on, like casually walked down to the end, to the corner of the street, to figure out what was going on. So in all of this, the rest of the potato picnic comes outside. I think there were eight of us. And the, the cops were like, oh, are you guys in a band? And we like looked around like, what? And he was like, yeah, you know, like you're all tattooed. So I guess, like, being a bunch of tattooed girls together just means you're in a band. I laughed because there were eight of us. I was like, what are we, a ska band? Like, how many bands have eight people? Are we, like, a like a big band orchestra? Like, it didn't make any sense. But anyways, needless to say, Amanda's car was totaled. We ended up hunting down. We found the person through our sleuthing. We, like, it was a, It's a story for another day. It was very intense in how we found this person. It was a teenage girl that had been driving a car. She didn't have permission to drive. And it was wild. But that was the potato picnic. Thanks for reminding me of that story, Amanda. All right, Jackie Weiss said, my three best friends always have girls weekends. We're going to our 2023 weekend in October. I asked her where they were going. She said it was just a couple hours away somewhere in Wisconsin because they all have kids, can't go too far away. But that's totally cool. That's the thing I love about living in LA. We have so many cool things driving distance. We have Joshua Tree and Palm Springs and Vegas and... Big Bear and like Arrowhead like so many places to do little girls weekends away I do girls weekends away with my girls at least I at least try a big one once a year I have my best friend group my butt munches which I talked about in my junior high episode we still try once a year for all five of us to get together and just do like a weekend away somewhere And it's super fun. You just rent an Airbnb, go to the grocery store and just buy a shit ton of alcohol and snacks and like things to make meals, assign a meal to each person and just like hang out and laugh and listen to music and play games. We will go sometimes places that have a pool or a hot tub and it's really fun. I highly advise people to try to do staycations. The other thing that's great when you go with a group of girls, like we went to Palm Springs and there were five of us. We rented a house that was a thousand dollars for two nights but it was only 200 bucks each because there were five of us so you know that was actually like a higher end amount but you can do these things and make it very affordable amber johnson said i like hosting craft nights it's a good way to bring together like-minded people and have a fun time i make jokes and i'm silly i serve wine soda juice tea coffee and water of course wow you're really hydrating the masses I try to do this in the colder months to have something fun, break it up. I always invite one or two ladies I know and open it up to my community and ask people to bring friends and if they want a treat to share. It's always fun and I really enjoy it. It also allows women to Zoom in if they are more comfy and talk to them as well. It's a fun way to get people together. I think you mean literally Zoom, like you put someone on a computer. But, yeah, it's craft nights are a super fun way to get people together, too. That's another way to get people not talk too much. Well, I don't know. Crafts aren't super mind-consuming. But we tried to do a craft night last Halloween. And Amanda and I, I bought us Halloween crafts at Michaels to, like, paint, like ceramics. And then nobody else brought crafts and we ended up just like eating and talking and then everyone went home. So (laughs) it's been a year. And I told Amanda, I'm like, I still have our Halloween crafts. So hopefully we can get together and do a craft night. But I also love how Amber was saying she just invites a couple people and then tells them to invite people. I always, whenever I have a party or a girls night, I always have girlfriends are like, Oh, can I bring a friend? Or can I bring this person or that person? I'm like, yeah. like, as long as they're not assholes, bring whoever, like the more the merrier. And so many friends have been made that way. Ah, uh, I think that's it. As far as girls' nights are concerned, I hope this gave you all some inspiration to host girls' nights of your own. The other thing that I always make sure to do when I host girls' nights, because I do them so often, it gets expensive hosting from top to bottom as far as food goes. If you have 10 or 15 people coming and you're providing the food every, food and the drinks every time, it can get expensive. So I always tell people, bring a snack or a treat and your drink of choice. If everyone just brings one thing and spends like 10 or 15 bucks a piece, you have a feast for everyone. And then it's not the burden on one person every time. And also, because I tell everyone to bring something, I don't expect anyone to clean up. That's kind of my trade off. I'm like, I'll host, I'll give the house, I'll clean it all up in the end, just everyone brings something. So, you know, sometimes I'll have friends that will stay and help me clean up. Like when I do swap nights, my house is a disaster. And I just go through everything, pick out what I can save for next time, put everything else in trash bags, but also like, I like hosting, so the cleanup to me is like the trade-off. I have no problem with it. But yeah, making sure that people bring things is a great way to ensure that you're not spending a ton of money. It's also a great way to have a diverse spread of things because these days everyone has food allergies and preferences and there's vegans and there's gluten free and there's lactose intolerance and some people are sober and some people only drink wine and then that way you like have a little bit of something for everybody and no one can complain if there's not something they can eat because they could have brought it <laughs> I guess that is it for this week so don't be an asshole and until next time here's me waving like a maniac bye guys